Party time. Hey, it's time to wipe the weekend off your face. That's right. It is Monday. Eric July is in the hot seat. Welcome yeah. to the show, Eric. And of course, the Puppet Master, Super Chris Cruz, and Let's Love Brandon are all at the helm driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity. And it is an insane world. Um, first things first, obviously, the Buffalo shooting. I hate talking about that stuff. Because it kind of feels like one more trip around the same old deal, and nobody ever wants to deal with the real issue, which to me is mental illness. Yeah. And, um, you know, you look at this, because the kid was like, what, 18 years old, right? Uh-huh. And at uh, some point in time, when does a parent look into a kid's eyes and go, something's not right? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I guess you have a lot of parents that are actually probably children themselves. Yeah, that's um, true. I mean, that, that's a big part of it. But, yeah, I mean, you you see definitely with this, youngsters the amount of other issues that you know he obviously had going on that were tracked um and it seemed to go at least somewhat un- unaddressed yeah uh, until obviously it finally blew up but that's a big part of it it's like uh, people that are mentally unstable uh, unstable and uh, unfortunately with america's case like culturally the way we've kind of even just various forms of mental illness, how we approach it, it's like a more kumbaya kind of element as opposed yeah. to actually addressing it and dealing with it directly. It's like, well, that person is okay the way they are. And it's like, are they? You know right. what I mean? And unfortunately, it's only until it's too late when we finally acknowledge the fact that, okay, maybe it was something like disastrously wrong with that person so it's not even just in the element of what we're dealing with here it's also you can see that with like suicide uh, aspects as well yeah i was weird kind of thing happened i was yesterday sunday was my buddy steve helms the texas legend's birthday turned 100 and uh we took him out we, we went to uh fort worth bar that i like to go to and i won't say the name of it <laughs> uh those who know know but i go in there and the bartender starts telling a story about something that happened on saturday yeah she said this guy comes in and him and his girlfriend and they just started mouthing off and and just going at her going at the patrons in the bar and stuff and he threatened to shoot her like he was sitting there and he'd like lift his thing like he was carrying and then he said he said She's like, you got to go. You got to get out of here. So anyway, I wasn't there, so I can't say everything that happened because I don't know, but I just know from her story that then he started screaming, saying he was going to shoot her. He's going to come back in and shoot everybody in the bar and stuff like that. They called the police, and, of course, they picked him up going up the road, and he wasn't carrying anything. But uh, I'm hearing this story sitting there at the bar trying to watch the Mavs game last night, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll be right back. Go out to the truck. Grab my tactical fanny pack of death and uh, come back in there. And because uh, I'm like, you don't know when somebody's going to come back. But at what point in time do you, you know, what happened? Is the guy get a slap on the wrist and they turn him loose? Do right. they hang on to him for a while? I mean, what do you do? That's the thing. I think that's the most difficult part of it. Because even when you look at in this case, you look at it like I believe it said that it, well, I don't know if it was the FBI specifically, but some of those alphabet organizations are actually looking into this. Yeah. Uh, kid and he had threatened before to my knowledge of other other sort of dangers and what happened out of that i don't exactly know and yeah yeah, like liberty i don't want to say it comes with a set of consequences it's a beautiful thing but you have to allow people some sort of freedom to act regardless i mean it doesn't matter how uh you know 
deranged you might actually think that they are. I think this is why it's so important to more so talk about how people can defend themselves in the event that something like this yeah. does happen because you can't account uh, uh, for that. But, yeah, of course, I'd much rather have liberty than some sort of state saying nobody can have anything. Uh, you have to uh, walk the line upon which, you know, we desire for you. I'd rather have liberty. But, you know, because we don't talk about those elements of like, you know, self-defense and people being in a position like everywhere I go, I carry, you know, being in a position because I don't want to be a victim. Unfortunately, yeah. people look at that like you threatening them. And then it's not until it hits the fan where someone goes crazy and, and the people that are around are basically defenseless that it that people start taking more into consideration uh, their own means of defense. Unfortunately, people have to be traumatized for that. How much do you, how many women have you seen? Well, this uh, news story happened to this woman. Yeah. And I don't want to be caught like that. So now I'm going to go, you know, get armed. Unfortunately, that's the kick in the butt that so many people need because you cannot, it's impossible, literally impossible to uh, uh, prevent every single act of violence, definitely right. upon innocent people. So what's the best case scenario? Well, for you to be in a position to, if you're around and something like that happens, yeah. you can at least deal with it. Well, and that was got to put the dog back over here. <laughs> She's rambunctious. Anyway, so I came in. The, you know, I came back in there. I didn't say what I was going to get. The guy just, you know, they, there were people in the bar last night who heard me talking about it, and you know, legally you're not supposed to carry a gun in a bar right, or whatever. Right, right. And I was like, I come back in with the tactical fanny pack of death. <laughs> yeah, and the guy's like, "You can't have that in, in the bar." And I said, "But I do." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But but why I do. Is that even a th I look at it like I, I get it. You got people around drinking, and you don't want yeah. folks. Uh, you know, people people can be out of their minds when yeah. they're drinking. But in the same respects, it's like, would you have rather had that if something popped off? I mean, you got a dude just threatened to come in here and shoot the place up exactly the night before. Exactly. So some pops off. Yeah. And you don't want to be I, like I said. I have my band has a song where I specifically say I'd rather have it and not need it than need it, and I happen to have it. Right. You know because that's a that that's my philosophy. It's like I get it. I understand certainly why a lot of these areas have these rules. Is unfortunately why a lot of places that tend to have these sorts of issues are what they deem as more gun-free zones. They have yeah. strict rules upon who can't use it. That's a, that, I'm not saying that this is what happened in this case. I'm saying, historically speaking, it happens a lot more often. You don't hear about stuff like this happening, let's say, at a gun show right. uh, for the for the yeah. most part because, yeah, somebody's going to get put down before they, yeah. before they are a threat to everybody else. But you can't prevent any, anything. And to your point that you mentioned earlier, well, you can't prevent everything, but to your point, there is a significant issue regarding mental health in this country and it's going unaddressed. We're coddling a lot of people that have these issues. We're promoting it in a lot of cases. And at some point, when does the problem actually get addressed by those that actually want a solution? I do yeah. think that there are bad actors out there that have no desire for there to be one. Right. If there's a perpetual problem, they can present themselves as the perpetual solution. Right. A lot of folks, there's a lot of money to be made in, in, in various ways of activism. However, with something like this or anything remotely like it, and you have evidence of someone going through some stuff, you know what I mean? And it, it basically goes completely uh, unaddressed before that person, until that person blows up. I'm not going to say that culturally we're culpable of something like that happening, but we're, let me say this. We're not fostering an atmosphere that wants to actually deal with the problem. Yeah. 
Well, and you know, the video was out there. I mean, it was almost like looking at a first person shooter yeah. video game, yeah. the way he shot that thing. And, you know, in the video, I was amazed that it stayed up in places as long as it did. Uh, so, you know, first of all, and I haven't read the manifesto. I was, I was talking to some folks who have, and, um, I was listening to my friend Brandon Tatum this morning on the radio, talking a little bit about it. And, um, anybody that, you know, again, he claimed to be, uh, a liberal, mm-hmm. he claimed to be, you know, all these different things. And then now everybody's wanting to put it on Tucker Carlson's, you know, they're blaming Tucker Carlson for all this stuff, which is just the mental gymnastics that people go through to try to get to this stuff. Yeah. Just insanity. Um, but anybody that comes in and the, the claims of have claims of like white supremacy or something like that, you already know you're mentally ill. Right. Right. With stuff like that. There she goes. She got the courage up and did it. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> she got down. She couldn't stand it no more. <laughs> Finally. I mean, when you're only two inches tall <laughs> and you jump off the chair. <laughs> Good job, Biscuit. She couldn't stand it. Anyway, <laughs> but that you're already dealing with some levels of mental illness. Yes. You know, uh, but it's sad deal. Sad deal. And, uh, you know, I hate hearing about those kind of things. But, I, you know, f- people need to protect themselves. They do. 100%. And there needs to be, you know, get the training, get the equipment, get the training, get comfortable with it. Um, it's it's a sad deal. Well, I mean, ultimately, the person that is going to be most responsible for your well-being is going to be yourself yeah. at the end of the day. Um, and I think that you you have seen definitely during the summer of love 2020, a <laughs> lot of folks uh, uh, started to kind of change their positions on the, even people that were historically leftists about gun ownership and, and right. when to be able to carry because they were seeing their cities be burned to the ground. And it, you know, like I said earlier, that it takes that getting that close to home to be in those uh, p- positions to be to to kind of warrant a change because yeah. so many people are just stuck in their ways and they think that they're advocating something that's politically maybe expedient for them. But in turn, like how many lives are we costing by really? advocating ideals that are antithetical to self-defense as in like they want if you leave it up to the authoritarian left and again it's not about this individual situation it's just in general if it were up to them you'd be completely dependent on an external factor to defend yourself yeah and i don't i've never liked that but i especially don't like it as that level of uncertainty with this country continues to to amplify but if they had it their way you be dead in the water in the event that something hits the fan. Like, and I just, I, I know pe- I've been in uh, scary situations. I know people that obviously have been in scary situations like that where you are literally defenseless. Yeah. I just don't want, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody else. And I certainly w- wouldn't want that for myself. Yeah. I want to be able to throw something back. Yes. You know? Even if I go down at the end of the day, I want to be able to go down. Something yeah. Back. Fight. And, uh, you know, I, if you're ever in a situation like that, you know, you're going to get arrested. If you shoot somebody, even if it's in self-defense, yeah, you're going to get arrested. That's the part that sucks. You're going to have to cooperate with the police. You know, you're going to have to put your firearm away and, and assume the position and wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a lot of things with that adrenaline pumping. There's a lot of crazy things that can go on. And, you know, people perceive you as the oh yeah as the aggressor in that situation. But I, I think that, that goes to the point of what kind of culture we've manifested. Right. I've uh, been very critical of even conservatives in their point, point uh, on like how we kind of deal with, you know, it's like not we as in me as been like I'm not a conservative, but you get what it is that I'm saying where you have folks that 
uh, you know, follow the law all the time. It's this approach. And I'm like, a lot of these laws are rigged against us. Like, why, why do, why do you have to consider that? Why is it that I can't just defend myself, but I have to look at it like, dang, okay. Any event I do, I'm going to have to go through all of these hoops. It's going to be a very stressful uh, period of time. Not because the, if, yeah, the event itself, if you ever have to shoot someone, it's probably going to be stressful in itself, yeah. but it's this added like level yeah. because of the state and how it be like different areas have different rules that's when is it okay for you i mean we know plenty of people you might know plenty of people that are in jail for defending themselves but because of the, the way the law is structured they did it too well yeah. let's say that or someone had possession <laughs> of a gun um and they weren't supposed to because of like like stuff like that which really there's a lot of folks that won't defend themselves because of that it's like well if i do i'm gonna get penalized for it right and i don't think we do nearly enough to try to get rid of the ones that are on the books right now i mean all we do for the most part those of us that advocate gun rights is is defend ourselves from what the left is trying to advocate right now. So mm-hmm. let's say they're trying to have some sort of capacity ban of a magazine or something uh, like much of what you have in California. It's always playing on the defense of that. But I'm like, look at what we have right there that's on the books right now. Look yeah. at the National Firearms Act. Why are we getting on the offense and trying to get rid of those which don't do anything but criminalize people that are trying to, you know, really act on their God-given right? Yeah. I mean, me, I, I look, I got a, I, I usually have a, a Keltec KSG 12, 12 gauge pump with, you know, 15 shells in it in the back of my truck. Yeah. Not usually, I always have it. Um, I was trying to figure out how to get that in a bar last night. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's, well, I, let's, tell you, I bet nothing goes down in that bar with someone walking around one of them yeah, bad boys. Wrong spot. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, you know, and, and again, we've created, and we got to go to break, but. We've created this culture where, you know, now we got to talk about his manifesto. We got to talk about his life. We got to talk about. And I'm like, what if they just brought him out there in the street? You know, he did it. You put a bullet in the back of his head. And that's the end of the story. Televise that. No. That yeah. that's kind of where I'm at on the whole. Start, I bet I bet it, it'll, it'll shy a lot it's, of people away from doing it. It'll slow your roll yeah. significantly. Anyway, sad situation. Sixty uh, percent of U.S. pork production comes from one company, and it's owned by the Chinese. Uh, their hogs are given something called ractopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, including China. <laughs> yeah, you find it in your grocery aisle every day. There's a better way, folks. I'd like to tell you about my friends over at Moink. Uh, that's Moo plus Oink, Moink. Moink delivers grass-fed, grass-finished beef, lamb, pastured pork, and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Moink farmers farm like our grandparents did. And as a result, Moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm does it better. The Moink difference is a difference you will taste and you can feel good knowing you're helping family farms stay financially independent as well. You choose the meat delivered uh, in every single box, ribeyes, chicken breasts, pork chops, salmon fillets, a whole lot more. And uh, you can cancel it at any time, but you're not going to want to. Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted. Ring doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash chad. You can do it right now, and listeners of this show get free. Is it, what are we giving away, ribeyes or fillets? Filet mignon, every order for a year. That's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time. M-O-I-N-K-Box.com. Moinkbox.com slash Chad. Moinkbox.com slash Chad. Back with Eric July in a minute. 
will tell you though, I saw the clip of one of the one of the Buffalo residents, and that was a pretty interesting um, uh, statement that he made. And a lot of people have probably seen. It. You know, let's just play it right now. Play that clip. It's ridiculous. Something has to change from the bottom to the top because they're not going to do nothing. We got to do something because this is ridiculous. Um, I feel bad for the people that was in there because after the security guard got shot, he got a gun shooting people still. Yeah, not the gun. It's the person with the gun. I mean, kind of what we've been saying. Uh, and that's a black dude wearing a shirt that said "Black King." Yeah, <laughs> doesn't get more blacker than that. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, he, he ought to have an authority on being black. <laughs> wearing a Black King shirt. Uh... <laughs> not 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 false information though. No, he's not wrong. No, I, I agree with it. You remember, you know, this is New York State. Uh, you know, that's one of the strictest gun laws in the nation. So uh, let's change over to something we'd like to talk. Uh, now, first of all, before we go to a topic I, that we, Eric and I enjoy, which is comics um, and gays. <laughs> let's because uh, these days you can't talk about anything without talking about gays. That's true. That's very true. Um, <laughs> uh the Kamala Harris clip where she can't stop saying work together. Oh, man. It's so Will good. you play that, please? That is especially true when it comes to the climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority for all of us, and I know we will work on this together. We're going to work together. Oh, Biscuit, we're going to work together. <laughs> it's like they give her a phrase or she gets a phrase in her head, and that's just she's stuck on that. Yeah. But, I mean, they talk about climate crisis, right? We're going to work together to solve this urgent crisis. It's, this is like Apollo 13, like the men are stuck in the capsule up there it, it, in the – in the middle of space and we got to get them back somehow mm. she's talking about the oceans rising and the sky falling and it, we got to work together anyway she's an <laughs> idiot uh i've kind of been enjoying kind of i've kind of become a fan of bill maher's show yeah. <laughs> not bill maher himself but i like this show i think it's a well-produced you ever watch it yeah yeah mm. i think it's a well-produced show i think it's a well-written show yeah. um and it's funny whether you agree with him or not. It's funny, but there's a lot of common sense on it. But yesterday I was watching it yesterday morning, and um, he had all the different pride flags that were up there. There's like 96 of them now. Do you see that? And he was talking about all the ones that they should have. You know, like there's, I, and I took screenshots. I put it on my Instagram. It's like, you know, if you got a latex fetish, there's a flag for that. I mean, these are legitimate flags. Jesus Christ. Like if, if uh, what was it, uh, sapiosexual, if you're attracted to intelligent people. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's so, it's like, there was a, uh, was it canine sexual? Uh, you only get turned on if the dog's watching. That, that was one of the made up ones, right? <laughs> he came up with all this stuff. So I think it's funny that, you know, you had the rainbow flag. Now there's whatever. Yeah. You know, literally 30 different flags. Everybody's got a flag. I need a flag. I like tight ass and big titties. 
What kind of sexual is that, Chris? Normal. It's called normal, red-blooded American <laughs> male sexual. That's what that is. <laughs> Good point. I think, I think what you described. Yeah. Um, I'm a merosexual. A merosexual. Yeah. Send applications to Chris <laughs> K. Cruz at blazemedia.com. Uh, the uh, anyway, so we've made reference to the comics. So Pride Month is coming up, which is yeah. what June, right? So DC, their, their DC 2022 Pride celebrations available at your local comic shop. They're going full blown. I saw oh, yeah. your post on Instagram about Stan Lee. Yeah, who said the issues were kind of written into storylines but they never went full bore into like we're gonna make this whole book about this right right what the hell is going on now well you have a bunch of activists who are pretending to be writers um they are all really the only ones that are getting these jobs for the mainstream comic books and to your point like i covered stan lee and what his position was on this and he explicitly stated he said, you know, he put social issues underlaying the plot, but he never wanted the audience to like beat, beat him over the head with any of these yeah. sorts of narratives. That was his approach. And that's why it worked as well as it, it, it did back then. Whereas to now, I think it's not just the fact that it's so insanely social political. It's also that there's no balance. It's only presenting one side as if they are the good guys. Yeah. So they'll do stuff like this. They'll do anything that's in the cause of social justice. You'll get a whole line uh, uh, of that type of material. But it's not like they're going to So there's present, no real gay supervillains? Uh, no. There's no. Uh, certainly no. no, Just no walks nah, around nah, sticking nah, things in your butt. No. Nah, 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 and then when they do turn them like, let's say, gay, they, of course, have to be uh, more so good or at least morally yeah. gray. And, anti-hero. And, and, yeah, the anti, like the, you know, the uh, now Harley Quinn's not a villain anymore. She's more of an anti-hero yeah. and stuff yeah. because she's bisexual now because of reasons. But you know, that's the All way right. that they, they present this sort of stuff. So you're getting a whole month. DC isn't the only one doing it. Marvel's doing it as well, where they're justified. Like they had, DC is doing something where they're, it's just, that's why I hate multiverses, but they're doing this whole multiversal uh, like Teen Justice. So for those of you that know like the Teen Justice, which has generally been more associated with like, uh, you know, Robin and, you know, you had like Starfire and all those that were part of kind of their own little element of the youngsters version of the Justice League, which is really right. all that it ever was. Whereas to now they're doing it and they basically race swapped or gender swapped all of them and they're all gay. Like yeah. literally everyone. You have non-binary or like whatever very you talked about different versions of the flag you have um <laughs> you have uh, like a non-binary flash who yeah. goes by they them okay. right and apparently uh you have like a male version of raven which, which you usually don't get a race uh gender swap that goes that way yeah. but of course it's still a tokenization because it's a gay version of of male raven which i got you yeah you see what i'm saying so you have all of these they're doing all these gay versions of these or non-binary or different various non-straight versions of the character and they're all existing in this one book marvel on the other hand is also doing it with this whole they got trans mutant that they're introducing who uh, we have to know the story of how she struggles to be a transgendered mutant now, if you're trans mutant that should be an easy transition, right? If you're, can't you just... You well, here's take? the thing. Like, they have... <laughs> all right, so modern era X-Men right now exist on their own, like, nation state. It's called mm -hmm. Krakoa. This was right but right when I stopped uh, reading, like, books. So this is, like, going into 2020. 
they they now exist on this um their own like island essentially and so i think like five if i'm not mistaken other like mutants can basically do their they have their own i don't think marvel thought this through because they don't understand continuity (laughs) but they they on this island five mutants are able to basically resurrect anybody so they use these uh, the, the more the psychic like the uh, Professor X and all those guys right. where they can basically copy and paste onto an egg and, and, and combine all these other characters uh, powers and they can basically resurrect anybody. So there's no consequence. Mm. So I was thinking about this and other people that were as well like, well, if that person wanted to be a, a dude or a girl in this case, I guess a dude want to be a girl because it's a transgender female, uh, transgender woman, woman and they could just like resurrect themselves as a yeah as a woman yeah but that's not what's happened see Marvel didn't think that through <laughs> and the hilarious part of all this is that the character's power is that she can with people that are within a vicinity of her she could swap places with them and I was like so a power is basically being trans if you think about there it there you go right that's, that's basically, my point you that, get to be somebody else why yeah. don't you just do it that's that's basically your power so I'm like. It's, I don't think they actually thought this through from the continuity yeah. of the story as well as the powers that they gave yeah. uh, this person. But all it does is signify how all in on social justice that both of those mainstream companies are. So you have like what they no, I know Tim Drake, the, oh, Robin, who a lot of people know him at. He's now bisexual, uh, you know, so he's getting his own line where because he got to experiment with all of that. It's it's bad. But I brought this point up on my show this morning and that. The current era of of comic books are not writing stories for audiences that exist. They're writing stories for their peers and also audiences that they want to be a thing. Right. So this is why none of these books are really going to do anything. You get these people that are retweeted and stuff on Twitter, but they're not actual customers. Like They don't even have capital. I'd argue that they broke. But that's the demographic that they're trying to pretend exists, but it doesn't. So, yes, they're willing to sacrifice the modern era of of comic book like every Wednesday they go to the comic book shop. They're willing to sacrifice that audience yeah. for the sake of biscuit. biscuit agree biscuit agrees with me biscuit on this. Biscuit knows what's as up. Well, biscuit knows what's up. Go get a biscuit. Uh, <laughs> on this. I, I get it, right? Yeah, it's nonsense. It's You're total, gonna have to move. Stop being still. It's to, it's total nonsense. <laughs> See, Biscuit agrees. That Biscuit it's, knows what's up. It, it, it's 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 out of control, and I people agree with Biscuit here, on that. People try to come in our studio. Biscuit don't mess around. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Elizabeth. <laughs> and politics runs downstream from culture. All the that's time. why this stuff matters. That's, that's why this that's stuff why they matters. You never heard Biscuit bark before. No, today was today. the first time that I heard that dog make she, she that got sound. Audible. Very audible. Good girl. Good girl. That's right. When women get too close to daddy, you bark. (laughs) Hey, it finally happened. The Fed is realizing the dire straits our economy is in thanks to our loose monetary policy. Apparently, you can't just spend trillions every year with no repercussions. Now to play catch up, the Fed's been raising rates and plans to do that seven times this year. Uh, You're starting to see the ripple effects in the housing market as people buying power diminishes. I want you to consider, folks, what happens if the stock market uh, what's going to happen to the stock market if the economy stalls out? It's probably about to. Uh, don't wait till that happens. Take some of your profits from the stock market right now. Solidify them with gold from Birch Gold. Gold is what maintains its value throughout history better than any other investment in the world. 
Text CHAD, I spell it Chad, to 989898 for a free zero-obligation info kit on holding gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Again, text CHAD to 989898. That's three times. Secure the gains you've made while you can. Thousands of people happy with Birch Gold, and you will be too. A-plus rated. Text CHAD 989898. Protect your future with gold, and we'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Uh, let's get down to it for a minute. It's a historic and condemnable irony that the people most responsible for harming children in this country in so many ways have once again found an innovative way to do so. As you may or may not be aware at this point, we have a number of shortages going on throughout the United States at the moment. And perhaps chief in importance among those shortages right now is baby formula. Now, this is a bigger problem than it might seem like on the surface because there's a lot of kids out there who desperately need it some babies can't thrive on breast milk some mothers can't breastfeed uh there's a whole host of reasons but formula is incredibly important and unfortunately right now it's running very low but guess what folks just because you and i can't get a hold of it doesn't mean that nobody gets some not at all get this a florida lawmaker named kat kamek came out last week and broke the news that pallets and pallets of formula are going down to the southern border to be given to illegals now my head didn't explode the first time i read that only because i wear a cowboy hat but i can tell you that my blood started boiling it really did it pissed me off because i don't know what the hell's wrong with these people it's like every morning every member of the biden administration gets together and tries to determine what's the dumbest most anti-american thing they can do and then they commit to doing that very thing kamek commented and i happen to agree uh, this is what America last looks like. Now, let's explore this concept for just a minute because I want you to understand in no way do I think that babies down at the border don't deserve some formula. I have no doubt that the left is going to spin this that way if the story breaks big enough for it to really make a splash in the media. Conservatives, might, you know, they're going to say they hate migrant children. They want them to starve to death. It's going to run something like that. And the answer is a resounding no from me. So I'm sorry, lefties. I've been to other countries besides this one and put food in the mouths of people who were in dire straits. I've earned the ability to disagree with what you're doing here. But even if I hadn't, the simple fact is that caring about the needs pervading one's own country ahead of the needs of other countries is normal. And you're going to have to pay really close attention to get this. Listen up, lefties. Uh, it's even a sympathetic gesture in the direction of those less fortunate from the other lands. And here's why. When we care enough about fixing our own problems internally and then we actually do it, we make this land the place that it once was, a hotbed of opportunity and plenty, which overflows to such an extent that those in other countries benefit from that overflow. Uh, what, you know, this coming out of our collective cup. You've heard me say many times, the light that shines the farthest away shines the brightest right at home. That's how it works, folks. You can't start externally and move inward. On a more personal note, let me say this. When November comes around, folks, there's an awful lot of things that I want you to remember as you move your happy ass through the voting line towards a ma that magnificent ballot kiosk. Um, uh, maybe chief among them is how the government, your government, not only didn't do a dadgum thing to prevent or fix a shortage on food that is vital to our youngest and most vulnerable members of the population, but in fact, they went above and beyond in the effort to toss up the middle finger at those kids by giving their food to other children from elsewhere. I got a feeling the reckoning is coming. We, we, we're working on a new, um, 
lack of better terms, a little comedy troupe. We're doing some sketch videos and stuff like that and putting some stuff out there. Doing it with uh, Sarah Gonzalez and nice. Cassidy Campbell and, and uh, uh, Alex Stein. And um, we, we did one, the first one, the inaugural video is about this baby shortage, de- dealing in baby formula, you know, the baby formula sh- shortage. Kind of doing a little drug deal. It's pretty funny stuff. But anyway, <laughs> that'll be coming out pretty soon, this week, actually. But uh, this kind of thing, like, you know, I read through this stuff and it just it's all ridiculous we could talk about like you know how many people on food stamps and wick and all that mm-hmm. stuff you know they are supposed to be able to go get the baby formula there's only like three companies making baby formula and they're all determined by what the government subsidies are there and stuff i mean this is you dig into this kind of thing deep i can't believe we're talking about baby formula but this is a freaking mess well it's not the only but you know, you understand how prominent that it is. Obviously, we're dealing with a vulnerable, vulnerable population that people care so much about, which they should. Uh, completely understandable. It has to be something like that for people to kind of start paying attention to it. Yeah. But this is an issue of government. And I'm not trying to say this is a cliche. It's just a reality. Like with what you just talked about with it being only these few companies and those few companies are the ones subsidized by the state and all of that. Like. The the fact that there are leftists in this country that act like we have any semblance of what they deem as a free market is yeah. laughable. That's the problem, that it isn't one. Um, pretty much every major industry, especially in food, the government is involved in one way or another, but not just involved, they're prominent in terms of its involved. They're picking winners, they're picking uh, uh, losers in the process. And if you allow people to just... I don't know, act as they are and as they should be, as they, um, you know, as a marketplace would, because, of course, the government is not suited to make decisions on behalf of, I don't know, 300 something million people. They always think they, they can do. And you've seen yeah. the mistakes where that does happen. And that's where I fear that we're heading where you end up like the USSR and you get like famines and all and all of those sorts of issues. Those didn't happen just naturally, guys. Those happened because you had the state thinking that it could basically supersede economic reality economic mm-hmm. law where they think that they could decide how much should be made for x amount of people um and they think that they could basically make those decisions a handful of people can make decisions on behalf yeah. of millions upon millions of people that's what gets you in the mess that you are in right now my uh, my friend cj my partner in crime cj with deplorable choir you know she posted a, a video she got well over a million views on tiktok on this thing just talking about how you got to find other ways to feed your baby Right. And she talked about some ways to do that. And sure as shit, Facebook fact checked her. Of <laughs> you course. Know? I'm like, what what are you fact checking? You have to feed your kid. Yeah. If there's no baby formula, you're telling me you can't discuss other ways to feed your kid, whether it's goat milk or, you know, yeah. you know, evaporated milk mixed with it was like, what's the deal? You know. Of course they just, they always just send stop their handlers, feeding them. How about right? that? I mean, yeah. is, is that is that your plan? Just don't feed your baby. Basically. We live in a clown world, dude. And and I mean, the fact that look, between the abortion issue, the not feeding babies issue, you know, the the mayor in New York City now has said there's no limits on abortion, which means we'll come to that on a let's come to that in the next segment. Uh which is stupid satanic cultic i mean mind blown again thankful for the cowboy hat keep his brains in (laughs) but shit and then they're gonna groom your kids and they they brag about it too i mean you know look 
here's the thing, folks. If I want to feed my, I, if I want to feed my kids, you can't fact check it. I can feed my kids whatever I want to feed them. And guess what? If I want to indoctrinate my kids, I can indoctrinate them however I want to. You, the teacher, you can't do it. You know, you, I, it, well, that's why they. That's why they're so pissed. They are pissed. You know, a lot of them are not childless and godless, by the way. But you know, they don't understand if they don't give future generations, they have nothing. Right. They have absolutely they nothing. nothing. So they, w- they like your kids are so precious to them. Yeah. And it's not that they genuinely care about it. It's no, no. They use the children to validate themselves that's in right. their own line of thinking. That's that's, that's right. what it's more so about. It's not that they actually give a damn about their well-being. It's no, like they're like sponges. They're the perfect opportunity to make sure that the upcoming generation abides by the rules and standards that yeah. they themselves have. You are the biggest threat to to them. And this is why among the various institutions that the state may be against, the one that they're against the most is the family, and it's because it is the last line of defense against them. And they know if they could somehow break that up, then they, they, they've they won. Yeah. Um, they always will roll out their academics, who really are their, their, their supreme indoctrinators, to validate their not only existence as the state, but they will try, you talked about fact-checking and other various forms, they try to utilize these institutions yeah. to invalidate you yeah. as, a, as a member of said family. So it's the last line of defense, and they know that. Yeah. We got to go to a break. I want to talk some more about that. Uh, trucker treats, you've heard me talk about them. Uh, they're good. In fact, I've started getting people sending me messages with pictures of their bags of trucker treats. People are loving them. Uh, seasoned gourmet pretzels. Uh, I think I've got some down here, actually. Uh, all the seasonings, the ingredients, even the packaging, the bags, everything. Made by a trucking family, uh, and they give back to truckers as well. Customer-centered, personalized service, highest quality products. They got six incredible flavors to choose from. The, what do we got here? The Cool Ranch. These are good. The Dill Pickle Bacon Cheeseburger. They even got the Candy Cane, which is seasonal, but if you call them, they'll give them to you. Um, and uh, I'm sure there's a flavor or two for you, and you're going to love it. This is good stuff. This is a great snack, and it's for a good cause. Uh, go to truckertreats.net. Get 40% off with promo code CHAD. I spell it Chad. Truckertreats.net. Use promo code Chad. We'll be right back. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. Biscuit's back from saving the world. Welcome back, Biscuit. There you go. Uh, New York City Mayor Adams. What did he say? Play it. 
Mayor Adams, do you think there should be any limitation on abortions? Uh, no, I do not. None day of birth, totally fine? Uh, no, I do not think. I think women should have a right to choose their bodies. Men should not have that right to choose how women should treat their bodies. Idiot. Just an idiot. <laughs> Autopilot. That's what it's called. Autopilot. Yeah, that's uh, it's just he's just saying a generic phrasing and the same old stuff that he that he's saying what he knows they want to hear. Yeah, that's really it. It doesn't even if the position doesn't make any damn sense. Doesn't make any it's sense. It's just it's just on autopilot. This is what they told me to say. Uh, he got the update. Uh, he's an NPC. He got the script update or the firmware update more so, <laughs> and it's rolled out, and he is just saying whatever whatever they want him to say. <laughs> Uh, did you make me a flag? I did, Chad. We talked about how Bill Maher had all this, you know, amazing. Yeah, yeah. How do you like your new flag? Look at that. <laughs> is that something that? What is that on the left? What do you mean? What's that on the left? Those are boobs. No, I see. I see the peach. And you don't see the boobs? Oh, those are oh, those are boobs. Yeah. I don't oh, that's know about that. Not of your liking. What's the purple thing? That's a shirt. Oh, it's a shirt. I okay. It's a like cleavage. Sorta. Of. I think it needs work, Eric. <laughs> those, those ain't no That's titties. a starting point. There ain't no titties I've ever seen. <laughs> Did you titties? Starting <laughs> point. Uh, leave us a leave. It. Speaking of titties, um, I'm gonna be in Naples, Florida next week. <laughs> Like this Those of you remember a few years ago, the first time I ever did the show at Off the Hook Comedy Club, we went into the hotel and it had the stripper pole in the middle of the deal and mirrors everywhere. And it had, it was a sex room. It had a little curved couch and had a diagram on the wall on different positions Jeez. you could use the couch for. So that video, that was a live feed I did. That went crazy viral. <laughs> Millions of people watched that thing. And so anyway, coming back to Naples, that's why I say speaking of titties, I will not be going back to the Spinnaker Hotel, I can tell you that. Uh, I itched for two days after walking through that thing. Uh, good God. Um, but information, watchchad.com, going to be doing some other stuff. What all you got going on, Eric? Man, dude, I've been busy as I don't know what everybody knows that, you know, I'm starting my own comic book company, uh, so it'll be launching soon enough. Don't have an exact date, but we're doing all the back-end stuff, getting everything ready. Of course, it's being printed. Uh, but that's been in such such my life, man. That's something I'm taking very seriously. I can't wait. Uh, and I, I, I can't wait to get it out, man. I think a lot yeah. of folks are going to be um, very impressed with what we got uh, coming along the way. I love it, dude. Yeah, yeah. Is it hard finding animators and, or, I mean, illustrators? and Yeah, um, it is. Maybe mainly because there's a lot of people, and you probably can feel me on this, a lot of people who think they're professional. 100%. But they're 100%. not yeah. uh, like it, it is a different grade between being extremely good to the point to where you can make a living off of it yeah. as j a guy just thinks that he's OK at drawing something. I, I, every now and then I used to put things out, said we need graphic artists. We always are looking for graphic yeah. artists um, in my business. And, but I have people that send me stuff and I'm like the, the, same thing. No, because that was my first thing that I did. I was like, hey, hey all right, we, we're getting it off the ground. I'm looking for a guy to do, do the interiors. And I would say 99% of the material that I got back yeah. was some people that just needed to be humbled. Like, they are not where yeah. they need to be. Thankfully, of course, uh, we did find someone that's been around. I'm not gonna, I haven't announced them yet. Uh, both of my colorist and the pencil and inker are both uh, guys that have industry vets yeah. that wanted it on the project. That's so awesome. uh, Good deal. I can't big, wait. Big, I can't wait to get it out, can't man. Wait. All right, hang tight. We'll be right back.
I've officially lived in Texas for one full year and this is what I know. Ice melts quicker here, the sky is bigger here, the bugs are bigger here, there's more condensation here and everything is always wet. The fall feels like summer, the spring feels like summer, the winter feels like summer, and the summer feels like hell. Male mosquitoes don't bite, but they do swarm. Yeah. Mosquitoes are definitely bigger. I saw one trying to mate with a turkey one time, uh, standing flat-footed. Gone, leave Texas. <laughs> not wrong. No, she. I was a solid assessment. Yeah, not wrong. I Love it or leave it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, watch Chad.com where all the fun stuff is, and uh, of course, go to BlazeTV.com/slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Get save a little money on a deal. Uh, be following uh, for Cannon's sake. Tune into his YouTube, subscribe, watch, learn, educate yourself. Eric July, thank you, my I brother. Appreciate you having me as always. And uh, we're going to be here tomorrow. Special guest, John Doyle. You don't want to miss it. Love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye.